Hey, good morning, Christ Hold Fast. I'm Eric Sorensen, contributor to Christ Hold Fast and pastor uh, slash church planter of Epiphany Lutheran Church. I'm actually at the place where we hold our worship services. This morning I was filming a video here uh, a little earlier today, and, uh, and now I am here with you to continue our look at the book of Ruth. We're going to be looking at the last part of chapter one in our devotion is going to be a little shorter today because uh, it's just a few verses. And I didn't really want to dive into chapter two yet because I feel that each chapter in Ruth really has sort of an overarching uh, theme, and I want to uh, make sure we stick to that. But we will finish with a few closing verses here that I think will give us a sense of, of the direction that we're heading in this story. So we'll pick it up at verse 19 of chapter one and read to verse 22. Uh, it reads like this. So the two of them, that would be Naomi and Ruth, uh, went on until they came to Bethlehem. And when they came to Bethlehem, the whole town was stirred because of them. And the women said, is this Naomi? She said to them, do not call me Naomi, call me Mara, for the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full and the Lord has brought me back empty. Why call me Naomi when the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon me? So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, her daughter-in-law with her who returned from the country of Moab and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. So there we have it. Uh, we come to the conclusion of the first chapter here today, and I think, I think if you catch it, we actually end on a ring of hope rather than despair. Uh, Naomi and Ruth have arrived back home in Bethlehem, uh, otherwise known as House of Bread. That's how you could translate that word. And she is now confronted with seeing everyone that she used to know before she left town, and they're whispering about her. And Maybe one of the reasons they're whispering about her is the years have maybe not been kind to her with all the struggle that she's had. Maybe people are wondering, like, is this, is this the same Naomi that we used to know? Is that really her? Because she doesn't look the same. And, and so she immediately responds in as blunt a way as possible. There's no niceties here at all. Do not call me Naomi, but Mara. Or don't call me sweet, but bitter. That's what she's saying. Don't call me sweet. I'm not the same sweet girl that left here. I've had the school of hard knocks come down on me, and this is who I am now. I went away full. The Lord has brought me back empty. The Lord has testified against me and brought calamity upon me. And so it's very clear that at this point, Naomi is still very much in despair about being a widow, about uh, her sons uh, dying. Uh, but the chapter doesn't end merely there. I mean, if it did end just there, then I think I would take into chapter two because we need some sort of hope. But in fact, the last words are, I think, words of gospel in the midst of bitterness and despair. And yet it doesn't really stick out that way. It just says simply they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. But here's why these words stick out to me. There's hope because they are about to receive bread. When trouble came into their lives, Naomi and Ruth went to where there was bread to get sustenance. Now, of course, uh, this is speaking specifically about the physical material of bread. And, 
And, you know, you think about it, how important is it uh, just in our day-to-day life when we get really hungry? Um, I know for me, I mean, I get really grumpy when I don't eat. You know, Snickers uh, has developed a whole line of commercials uh, that says you're not you when you're hungry because we all sort of recognize that when we don't have bread, when we don't have what we need, that we can kind of turn into a bear. We can kind of turn bitter. Uh, we can kind of turn angry as Naomi is. And so there is this sense here in that where just the very fact that they're showing up in barley uh, harvest season is reason for hope. There seems to be the possibility of food, that they're not actually going to starve, that they're not actually going to go hungry. But I think we also, anytime I, th- I read about bread in Scripture, I can't help but think about how often Jesus uses the imagery of bread to describe himself. And so there's a spiritual sustenance that we are being pointed at as well. Of course, Jesus says uh, in John's gospel, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, and he who believes in me will never go thirsty. Of course, he's not talking about physical uh, hunger or thirst there, but he's talking about spiritual hunger and spiritual thirst. And so the point for us today is that whatever we're facing in life, whatever struggles we may have that would cause us to be prone to bitterness, uh, the answer is found in going to where there is bread. The answer is found in taking Jesus again as your own. I can't help again of thinking of Uh, The communion table, it's not an accident that uh, Jesus instituted a meal to uh, gather around with other Christians where we eat bread and drink wine so that we would participate in his body and blood. So so, uh, there's, there's strong overtones of this sort of thing being laid out to me. I mean, after all, I, I always love the quote from Billy Graham about Christians, that Christians are just one beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. Indeed. Or just beggars telling other beggars where to get bread, and that bread, the true bread that truly satisfies, that won't leave us hungry in the end, is Jesus Christ. The book of Hebrews says, Since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, Let us hold fast our confession, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. So the author concludes, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So wherever you're at today, whether you're feeling bitter or whether you're you're feeling pretty sweet today, uh, you never you never have a time where you don't need that bread to keep you on the path that God would have for you. Go to Him, trust in the bread of life that He has for you. Um, I want to close with a quote from Helmut Tilica, and then we'll we'll wrap up today's devotion. Next week's will be longer because we'll be digging into chapter two and the broader theme there. Uh, Helmut Tilica. Uh, was a pastor during World War II and saw some of really the most horrendous things all around him. And uh, when faced with such adversity that frankly did make a lot of people uh, become like Naomi, very bitter and very upset and very angry, um, 
Thelica, or Thelica did not implore his people to do more and to try harder in order to get out of their bitterness, in order to become sweeter. As a matter of fact, what he did is he sort of rediscovered the gospel for the first time in many ways in the midst of hardship. And he taught his people all the more to remember Christ's clinging to them in the midst of their difficulty and sadness and struggle. And there's a wonderful quote from him where he says this, God does not shout encouragement from afar. He came down into the trenches where we worry and die. Jesus is God with us, made in human likeness from dust like us. Jesus shares the common dirt of being human. He is our Lord and brother, king and comrade, our ruler and the sharer of our suffering. That is the sublime wonder of the saving power of Jesus. We march beneath this wonder as beneath the sky which arches over us, wherever we may stand. We live in the name of this wonder, Jesus, our Lord and brother. This is what gives us the peace that is higher than all understanding. Indeed. So as you face struggles and difficulties and challenges like Naomi did, and as you're maybe prone to uh, bitterness or sorrow, remember God is with you. The bread of life will sustain you. And that will be enough to get you uh, from day to day. It will keep you uh, on the path that he has for you. Hope you have a great weekend. I will see you next Friday. God bless.